Christmas morning. Time for some jazz. I've got a fresh pot of coffee brewing. Five songs on tap for today. This is a one-off show, of course, because it is Christmas Day, so I thought how appropriate to play some Christmas jazz. Um, five songs, four artists. Uh, one artist I'm going to feature twice because they've just released a Christmas jazz album um, about two weeks ago, actually. Um, and I'll tell you all about them when I play their first song. But to begin the day... Actually, I'm going to start with them. Whoops, I just dropped something. <laughs> Terribly sorry there. This is um, Flying by the Seat of My Pants today. This is a very last-minute uh, addition to the jazz show. Just feeling Christmassy. I have the 4K fireplace on my television with some coffee brewing, and I'll be heading to my family shortly to uh, see them for Christmas morn. So let's start off um, Christmas 2020 with the Scott Leonard Jazz Band. As I said, they just released an album two weeks ago. And they're they're quite young, all the members of the band, and uh, they started out producing sort of chill electronica beats with relaxing piano covers. Well, that kind of morphed into jazz over time, and these musicians have put together something quite lovely. So to start today off, this is uh, their rendition of... Have yourself a merry little Christmas. The Scott Leonard Jazz Band. Thank you. 
Scott Leonard Jazz Band. Oopsie. With their rendition of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I hope you liked that as much as I did. A lovely interpretation by Scott Leonard. As I said, Scott Leonard is a uh, relatively young musician. And uh, his jazz band, they started out with uh, chill electronic beats. Some lo-fi, some different mood and genre-shifting music, a little beyond New Age, and they slowly moved into jazz. There's a whole new generation discovering jazz music. Talking about millennials and zillennials, so Generation Z has, has started to learn about jazz and has become, well, quite the group of followers. So I'm thankful for that, because the more people listening to jazz, the better. And I think Scott Leonard, who is of the younger generation, can certainly contribute to introducing that generation to the music. So, I'm going to shift it around just a wee tiny bit. And uh, the next cut is from the uh, late, great uh, keyboard master, pianist Dave Brubeck. Uh, Mr. Brubeck, of course, passed away in 2012 at the age of 91, and he was touring up until just a few months prior to, prior to his passing. So he was a relentless touring musician during his entire career. 60, uh, 72 years, I believe, he was uh, active. Quite the, quite the career, indeed. This is from his 1996 album, um, A Dave Brubeck Christmas. This is his rendition of Silent Night. Thank you. 
Dave Brubeck with his rendition of Silent Night. Dave passed away on December 5th, 2012, one day before his 92nd birthday. Ironically, he was on his way to a cardiology appointment, accompanied by his son when he died of heart failure. Terribly sad, but uh, 91, well, basically 92 years and a 72-year career is pretty magnificent. He was known as one of jazz's very first pop stars. He was featured on the cover of Time magazine. He, he was never comfortable with that. He said it just didn't sit right with him that he was on the cover of Time magazine before Duke Ellington. That's just kind of the kind of guy that uh, Mr. Brubeck was. So as I said earlier, that album was recorded in 1996. It was recorded at the uh, Ambient Recording Studio in Stamford, Connecticut on the 6th and 8th of June in 1996. He said that um, he had wanted to record a solo um, Christmas album for quite some time, and he felt that the timing was right. The album peaked at number three on the uh, top uh, Billboard Top Jazz Albums charts, so he did quite well with the record. Although there's very few records that Mr. Brubeck released that didn't do well. I don't think anything will ever eclipse Time Out, because that was the very first jazz record to ever sell a million copies. In total, I think it's sold about 12 million copies globally since it was first released in 1959. I could be wrong on those numbers, though, but... That's not of ultimate importance today. Today I just want to play you some wonderful Christmas music so we can enjoy the holiday together, whether you celebrate Christmas or if you just want to enjoy the holiday with a refreshing beverage of your choice. Right now I'm currently having a nice cup of black coffee, freshly brewed. I have the fireplace on my TV because I'm in an apartment, so in 2020 fireplaces aren't very commonplace in apartments these days. Although there is a building a couple of blocks away from me that when it was built in the 1920s, every single apartment had a functioning fireplace. For that matter, they still do function. Some of the tenants, I'm told, have placed wood stove inserts in them so that it is a magnificent sole source of heat for them throughout the winter. It ordinarily is very cold at this time of the year, but currently in Ottawa today, it's 9 degrees Celsius, foggy and raining. That is not a normal Canadian Christmas for this part of the country, I can assure you. Normally we are under some sort of snowfall warning, or it has just recently snowed and is usually about minus 8 or minus 10 degrees. Although that being said, a, a short five years ago, perhaps it was four, I don't exactly remember, when it hit 18 degrees on Christmas Eve. So, I joined my sister and brother-in-law in the patio of a pub in the Byward Market, sitting at a picnic table drinking a beer in a t-shirt. Because how often do you get to do that on Christmas Eve in Canada? In this part of the country, that is, almost never. I don't know if it'll ever be repeated, and quite frankly, as, as wonderful as it sounded, it didn't sit right, nor did it feel like Christmas, and it did not make for a very good ski season. I was hoping to get skiing before Christmas this year, as we did have a snowfall and some chilly weather, but it's been very mild as of late, and sadly, I don't know when I'll be skiing. 
perhaps mid-January. So from one piano uh, master, we're going to uh, we're going to shift gears in a few more minutes. I'll play I'll play another piano master, the Maharaja of the keyboard. I'm sure if you remember. I'll play his song in just a few minutes, but I want to play that second selection from the uh, Scott Leonard Jazz Band from his album A Jazzy Christmas, released in uh, late November of 2019. This is their freeform version of the classic A Christmas Song.
jazz band with their freeform interpretation of Have Yourself a Very Merry Little Christmas. Actually, there's no very. I just inserted that into there. Funny how the mind works sometimes when you just take a random word and pop it into a sentence even though it doesn't even belong there. I think uh, we should keep our eye on Scott Leonard Jazz Band as they will be producing more and more music over the next few years. They've got a a fairly decent catalog right now, and I think it'll just be growing. Uh, largely a lot of Christmas music, but hey, you know what? That's fine. Three jazz albums in total. Jazz Christmas, Songs by the Fire, A Jazzy Christmas, both released in 2019, and his most recent record, A Jazzy Christmas Deluxe. So, I think we should pay much attention to him. And, for that matter, if you're looking for calming music, check out the Lullify label, of which Scott Leonard Jazz Band is a member. Lullify Music, uh, the Lullify Music Group, is sort of experimentation in that they try and produce sounds and music that can calm an anxious mind. A lot of the proceeds of the sales of their records go to aid uh, mental health resource networks throughout North America. So, at Christmas time, many people are feeling sad, lonely, and anxious, and sometimes depressed. So I think it's uh, apropos that we play that piece today from the Lullify Music Group. All right. I want to play an album that was recorded in 1995 and at Christmas time is uh, on heavy rotation on the Ontario Parliament Network. Gentleman who was a former Mississauga resident, he's, he passed away a few years back, um, absolute monster of the piano uh, from the Little Burgundy area of Montreal, the Maharaja of the keyboard, as he was well known by many of his peers. Passed away in 2007. I first came to know and love his music through Sesame Street, as he was a frequent guest. This is Oscar Peterson's interpretation of The Christmas Waltz. Thank you. 
with his rendition of the Christmas Waltz, originally written in 1954 by Sammy Kahn and Jules Stein, written specifically at the urging and request of Frank Sinatra. Of course, that version you just heard was recorded in uh, the summer of 1995, when uh, Oscar decided he needed to record a Christmas album. You know, ironically speaking, many Christmas albums and Christmas songs have been written in the height of the summer, and I always thought that's quite ironic. Written and recorded in the summertime to be released at Christmas time. Gotta plan ahead in the music industry, right? Mel Torme has covered the song, along, of course, with uh, Peggy Lee, Doris Day, Jack Jones, Bing Crosby, Pat Boone, Robert Goulet, Nancy Wilson, Sammy Kahn, the Osmonds, the Carpenters, Johnny Mathis, Andy Williams, Kathy Lee Gifford, Rosemary Clooney, Don McLean, Natalie Cole, Tommy Flanagan, Susan Boyle, as recently as 2013, John Travolta, believe it or not, she and him, and Christian Chenoweth, just to name a few. Clay Aiken has also covered it, along with Tony Tennille and Tony Bennett. The most recent version was recorded by uh, an individual by the name of Tara Lee for a Hallmark Channel 2020 Christmas film that I will never watch. But that's just me. Classic classic song from 1954, as I said, originally written for Frank Sinatra. Frank wanted a Christmas song because he had decided at that point in time he was going to release his rendition of A White Christmas. And as the B-side, he would have a Christmas waltz. Now, of course, there are lyrics to the song, but I wanted to play you Oscar Peterson's instrumental version alone. God, I love Oscar Peterson's music. I really can listen to it all day. Okay, now today's show is going to be a little bit shorter as trying to find lengthy Christmas recordings is not that simple because there just aren't that many of them. Most Christmas songs are quite short. And this one is, well, it's um, around the three-minute mark and is, well, it's the signature song of this artist. He passed away in 1964 at the age of 45, far too young. And in my mind, this genre of sort of jazzy, mellow Christmas music, this is both the ultimate song and the penultimate version. It was originally released in 1946 and has been, he re-recorded it a number of times. I don't think there is a song that hits with quite the same sort of sense that this one does. His fourth recording of it in 1961 is probably the best-known version, and you're about to hear it right now. This is the late, great Nat King Cole with The Christmas Song. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose 
Yuletide carols being sung by choir and folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. And every mother's child is gonna spy to see if reindeer really know how to fly. And so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from one to 92. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. The late, great, golden-throated Nat King Cole with his version his final version of the Christmas song. Oops, I had an oopsie there. I apologize. Mel, uh, Mel Torme uh, co-wrote that song in 1945 with uh, Robert Wells. They said it was the hottest day of the summer in July when they decided that if they could think cool, maybe they could be cool. They wrote it in about 45 minutes. Nat King Cole um, insisted on recording it over the objections of Capitol Records, his uh, record label. But it turned out to be a hit for him. Of course, that final version you've just heard, the uh, 1961 recording, that song between 2017 and 2020 peaked at number 11 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Pretty good for a song that's almost 60 years of age. Well, of course, the song is quite a bit older than that. But uh, the recording is 60, 59, actually. Mel Torme recorded this a number of times, too. But really, the only version I ever want to hear is the one we just did. The fourth recording by Nat. 
And that, of course, was the first time it was recorded in uh, stereo at the Capitol Records uh, Studio A, the Capitol Records building in Los Angeles. Colloquially, colloquially, collo- oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, colloquially known as the house that Nat built. Stumbled through that word now, didn't I? Capitol Records building largely um, funded because of the efforts um, of Nat King Cole, the sales of both his recordings and merchandise. So, there's many more things I could say about it, but I've decided to cut things short today. If you celebrate Christmas, I wish you a Merry Christmas. And if you don't, Happy Holidays. Whatever you're doing today, I hope you're with someone you love and care about. And if you can't be with them physically, perhaps virtually, via the modern age. Until we meet again, my friends, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.